This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist Rite 2 for October 9th, 2022. 
Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy to be with you. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. Uh, thank you for being with us. And I want to thank those of you who are joining us uh, on our live stream. It is great to have you joining us as well, and we're grateful we have the opportunity to worship together. We'd love to get to know you better. Uh, please find us on our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. And you can click on the About tab and learn more about us, and you can tell us more about you. Today, I want to tell you a couple of announcements. Children in our worship service will begin children's liturgy in the chapel this morning, and they will return during the peace. We invite you to join us after the service. We have two different things going on after our service today. We have our coffee hour happening in the Great Hall. If you'd just like to be together, have a little time to socialize and check in, we will be in the Great Hall uh, for coffee hour. And in the parlor, we will continue our series called Episcopal 101 learning more about the Episcopal Church. Now, as I look around the room, I want to remind the people that are here that this is actually not just for people who are new to the church. It's for folks who've been here for a little bit of time and for folks who've been here a long time. We all have so much that we can continue to learn about who we are and why we are this way. Um, and so it's a really wonderful opportunity to do that. There is also a hybrid option you can join if you're watching at home and you'd like to be part of our Episcopal 101 series. You can find the link for the Zoom <clears throat> on the events page, you can find it there. Um, but I did want to continue to uh, invite you all to that, let you know today Melanie's going to be leading a, a coalition of the willing who are going to talk about um, the sacraments. And they're going to have a, we're going to have a wonderful conversation today about the sacraments in the Episcopal Church. I genuinely hope you'll join us for that in the parlor. As we continue to develop worship at Church of the Redeemer, uh, our next step in that process is that we will be forming some small groups to examine the liturgical life of our different worshiping communities. If you are feeling called to this ministry, make sure you check out the post in this week's e-news. Stewardship of worship is what it's under, and you can register for that. You can apply for that online. All of this information is available on the events tab on our new Church of the Redeemer app. I'm using it for these announcements right here and now. If you use this app, you can find all of the events, you can find uh, podcasts, you can find the bulletins, all announcements, you can find your giving information, you can find a directory. If you do not have this app on your phone, just search Redeemer Cincy with a Y in your phone's app store. And if you need any help or assistance with that at all, please let me know. I'm glad to help you out during coffee hour. Friends, these are our announcements. So we begin our worship together. I invite you please to stand for our opening hymn.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord, we pray that your grace may always precede and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the reading. A reading from 2 Kings. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel. 
and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life? That this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy. Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away saying, I thought for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farfar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in rage. But his servants approached him and said, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The word of the Lord.
reading from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained, therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to, to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go. Show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. 
Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. God grant God us grant serenity, us serenity to, accept to accept the things, the things that, we that we cannot change, change. Courage, courage to change, to change the things, the things that, we that we can, and the wisdom, and the wisdom to, know to know the difference. In the name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. So there is this theme that runs throughout a lot of the healing stories, the stories of Jesus healing people. There's this thing that happens quite often. And it's one of those things that's actually kind of small to us and we don't necessarily notice it. Or maybe we just don't know what to do with it, so we move on. That happens a lot when we read our Bibles. But it's a thing that happens where Jesus will heal someone. And oftentimes they'll say, can I follow you? Or other times they'll say, I'm going to go tell everyone. And Jesus will say, go, present yourself to your priest. This is a thing he tells people quite often. Go and present yourself to the priest. And here we have that in the story today. This is part of a deeper custom, an old tradition, and uh, understanding of relationship to God that is found with Jesus and among his people. Within the Jewish tradition, there are certain things that a person can do that can mean that they are not able to be part of the community the way they would like. Some of these things are transgressions, some of these things are things that are done wrong. Other times, it's just an understanding, a cultural understanding of what's, what people are comfortable with or not. And then times like today, something we all can understand, these people have an illness that's contagious and they can't be around other people. We've gotten to know that all too well. But we understand that there's this thing that happens where for a period of time, these people, not only are they suffering or ill or there's something going on in their lives, but in fact, they're not able, because of this condition, to worship in the gathered community with their people. And so when they are healed, it is, they, they go to their priest and literally say, check me out and give me the thumbs up that I can come back in to worship with my people. Now, some of you might be going, I mean, really, isn't this that they get to stay home from church when they're sick? What's the problem? 
fair enough. The reality is that worship is how we define ourselves as a people. We are a community. We right here are a community. Even if you're joining us for the first time, you are right this moment part of a community. And the idea that there are things that we could do or be or have happened to us that would mean we're not allowed to be a part of that community, that's devastating. That's painful. Now I want to take a step back here for all of us and make sure we don't fall into one of the classic traps of modern Christianity. Which is to say, can you believe those people back then believed something like that? Those ancient people with their foreign customs and things we don't understand. Or worse, oftentimes modern Christians are guilty of a very sneaky anti-Semitism where we will say, oh, the Jews did it that way, but we Christians do it this way. Both of these are deeply dangerous, not only for how they other people, but also for ourselves because it allows us to stand at a distance from others who we, and say, oh, I'm not like that. Except I think it's a deep, deeply rooted human condition that there are many times in our lives when we actually don't think that we have any business being close to God or around each other. Just the other day, well, just yesterday, I was at a volleyball game. I was a volleyball game dad. And I got roped into being a line judge. I love that you're laughing. I, too, was laughing. It's a longer story than I will give, but it was not intentional that I became the line judge. But there I was, judging the line. And my friends, uh, my other parents, thought this was so funny that this happened to me that someone took a picture of me and sent it to a group text. Phil got roped into being a line judge. This was very funny until I saw the picture of myself and said, is that how I look? Can someone please delete this picture? And I, you all, I don't mind saying that to you because I don't know a person I've ever met who is happy with every picture of themselves. And by the way, the pictures that we don't like of ourselves, it's very often not because they don't look like us, it's because they look like us. <laughs> Could you have shown a picture that looks less like me to people? That way I would feel better about me. But I guess, I guess that's me looking like that. Meanwhile, my friends are laughing because they love me and because they think it's obviously ridiculous that I've gotten roped into this job I didn't intend to have, and we're all having a laugh, and I'm taken out of the experience of communal enjoyment because I'm going, is that what I look like? And this is how we do. This is how we are as people. Am I, as I am, actually someone anyone should be looking at or being in relationship with. This is a thing that people do to ourselves. Am I enough as I am? Can you imagine a God loving me just like I am? And so we're attracted, actually, even if we don't want to admit it, because we're drawn to this reality. We're attracted to this idea that there's a certain way you've got to be 
if you're going to present yourself before your God and if you're going to share real life with people you love. What do I have to be? What do I have to become? So there's something really powerful that happens in the gospel story today. Normally, someone asks for healing, Jesus heals them, and then Jesus says, go and present yourself to your priest, which is to say, go, you are now ready to be back in community. You are now ready to have the opportunity to connect and worship and be a part of your people. Good deal for everyone. This is good. But today, the people, the lepers that see Jesus, they scream out, Lord, have mercy on us. And Jesus doesn't say you're healed. He says, go and present yourselves to the priest. Go show yourselves to the priest. As they are, he says this to them. They're not healed when he says it. They are still afflicted. And it is in their turning and moving towards the hope, the promise of connection, that they are healed. The healing takes place when they physically, actually move towards God as they are. They do not wait to become healed to make that movement. Jesus does not say, you're finally ready. Now you can go. Jesus says, as you are, go. Go towards God, you, right now. Not in the body you'd like to have, but in the body you've got right now. Not with the title or the job or the wealth you'd like to have, but in that little life you've got right now as it is. Go. Go to God as you are. Be drawn into communities of love in your imperfect state right now. This is both such a wonderful source of hope for us, and also deeply discomforting. Can I, can I really, really believe that I am meant to love and be loved just like this? Aren't I supposed to get better first? Aren't I supposed to be better first? That's why we love the second part of the story. Because one comes back and actually says thanks. And Jesus goes, wait, weren't there ten of you? And only one of you comes back. But even that is something that's meant to subvert our understanding of what earning looks like. Because he makes a point of saying, this is a foreigner. This isn't even one of us, and he gets it. He's pointing out another way we tend to think of people as not worthy of being part of us. He's pointing out another way in which people are seen as less than. And we know that's true 2,000 years later in our culture, how we treat the foreigner, 
how we treat people who are from outside our understanding of who we are. We know this. It's not new. When Jesus finds beauty and faith and blessing there, he's turning this whole idea of what faithfulness looks like on its head. Melanie opened us with this sermon or this uh, prayer today where we say we ask for God's grace to go in front of us and behind us so that we may be given to good works. The prayer doesn't say, God, make us do such good works that your grace would finally show up and be there for us. God, help us to be such good people that finally we can be the right kind of people and then you will visit us with love and grace. The prayer is that we will be so surrounded, enveloped, folded up with and saturated with the love of the grace of God that we will recognize we are loved as we are and we can move towards God and move towards one another in the depth of the love in which we are held. This is the work that Jesus is drawing us toward today. The work of accepting our own belovedness. I do want to point out that these folks do have a real affliction and they are truly in need of healing. This isn't actually a sermon about how we're all okay. I've met us. We're not. Okay? We're all a mess. We all need help. We are all scared that the things that are wrong with us are the things that will keep us from being loved. The point isn't there's nothing wrong with us. The point is the things that bother us about ourselves and about each other don't have to keep us out of deep relationships of love, and they absolutely do not keep God from loving us and holding us eternally. We don't have to pretend. We can be honest. We can tell the truth about the places we need healing while in relationship. Remember the lepers from the story today. Jesus doesn't say, it's all in your mind, just get over it and you'll be fine. He says, turn and go towards God as you are. And it is in their turning and moving as they are that they begin to experience the healing they seek.
please stand as you are able and join me in professing our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and God's kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake that our works may find favor in your sight. We pray for all who suffer, especially Linda Borden, Martin Pop, Louise Lanouette, Pearson Daly, Roger Foote, Frank Keenan, Lori Callahan, Gail Lincoln, Jay Arisman, Scott Gunn, Nancy Dankert, Bill Thayman, Elizabeth Ross, Pam Leonard, Donna Morabito, Marilyn Ott, Mike Krug, and for those impacted by severe weather and other natural disasters. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. We pray for those who have died. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Please stand. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit, 
to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit, be among you now and remain with you unto the ages of ages.